Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Gene Ginsburg here. Very excited. Have a guest on the show today, Gabe Cowan. Make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. 100%. And we're we're very excited that you're here. And the first question I always like to ask, you know, background, kind of giving the audiences some context. Tell us a little bit about you and you know where you come from. Great. Thanks, Gene. Thanks for having me on the show. Um I Born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm actually sixth generation Angelino, which is rare. You, it's rare that you meet someone that even, you know, actually is from Los Angeles at all, much less multi-generational. Um, I started as a musician and I was really lucky right out of high school, I got signed to Geffen Records. And so I was like 19 years old and I was getting to kind of tour the world and get paid to, you know, go to all these places. And you're like the star of the party at night. And in the daytime, you get to, you know, have money to go to the Louvre or wherever you're going. Um, so that was a really fortunate experience when I was young. Um, somewhere in there, I got hired by a guy named Roger Corman, who's, he invented the Z, what they call Z movies or B movies. Um, he, the guy produced over 400 feature films and he started all of these people's careers from Jack Nicholson to James Cameron to Martin Scorsese, Brian De Palma, like the list goes on and on. Uh, and he, I got hired by him to score a, a film and unlike other film situations where, you know, the departments are siloed in these low budget Roger Corman movies, you get access to seeing all of the film, you know, all of what happens in film production. And I just fell in love with it. And so I went back to film school. I got my master's degree in film directing and I went on to produce and sometimes direct uh, over 20 uh, feature films and a bunch of other stuff. And inside of the, uh, you know, that, that uh, process of making movies, you quickly discover how time-consuming, expensive, and important sound is in your movies. The distance of the audience reactions as you're testing your movie between having good sound and bad sound, it's like having new actors. It's like having an entirely new cut. And yet it's just the ambience and the footsteps that changed. And so, um, you know, I came from music. I came from sound. Now I'm making movies. Now I'm putting movies together and I'm putting them out. And I'm realizing, wait a minute, there has to be a better way. All of these tools currently are manual, like they are all big, digital, beautiful versions of a tape machine, right? So whether you're in Pro Tools or Logic or Premiere or Final Cut Pro or any of these industry standard tools, they still, even today in the, in the moment of AI, are all digital representations of a tape machine. And so I thought about six years ago, there must be a better way and... That's when I came up with the idea for Audio Design Desk, and that's part of what we're going to talk about today. That is fantastic. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, you know, I watch movies and, you know, the sound, the, the music, it's just like, you don't even pick up on it. You know, it's just all part of the the feeling of the movie, right? And But then if you imagine, like, what would be a movie like if there was no music, <laughs> It would probably sound really weird or not sound like weird at all. <laughs> well, you you don't you aren't as immersed. There's been a number of studies. Let me just share one with you because I thought this was so fascinating. 
a study was done where two audiences are watching the same movie. And with one audience, the image shuts out, but the sound continues. With the other audience, the uh, sound stops, but the image stays. When the sound stopped and the image stays, people get up in 30 seconds to figure out what's going on. They cannot handle the movie without sound, but they can handle it, right? So, And in the, in the one where they're, the image stops, but the uh, sound stays, it takes them six minutes to get up. So that's how big a deal sound is. Sound is immersive enough that you'll sit there with no image, but you will not sit there with no sound. Right. So it's like the question is, would you rather be blind or deaf? <laughs> right. Yes. I think I'd rather be blind. Oh, no. Sound is so Do important. Do I have to make a choice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. For me, I guess sound is so important, but maybe everyone's different. Yeah. I'm with you. Um. Well, going back, I know that's kind of a weird question in a podcast, but going back to the original one at, or kind of piggybacking uh, the tail end of your uh, point at the end was the company. So tell us about that. Yeah, so Audio Design Desk, uh, which is broadening out into a whole bunch of other things, is a platform where we're able to create audio for visual in about uh, uh, about 20 times faster than using other tools. So something that takes you know, uh, two hours in Pro Tools takes 10 minutes in, in our platform. And it's because our sounds see, our sounds know where they're meant to connect to visuals. They understand the connection point between the sound and the visual. They also understand their relationship with each other. And so creating a first pass of sounds, which is very, very, very fast, uh, you can then um, kind of sculpt your sonic creation very easily because the sounds know what they are and how they relate to other types of sounds. And so through this, pro it's kind of a process of discovery. If you haven't done it before, I mean, I know you deal with audio on the podcast, but if you haven't done dealt with sort of, you know, the need for big sound things, it's an entirely manual process currently. To watch a scene without any backgrounds, like without the sound, let's say it's a scene of somebody walking through the park. If you are just have that person like on the phone without hearing the birds chirping and without hearing their footsteps and them moving, it feels like a student film or like a handheld shot, like documentary, like worse than documentary kind of feeling. Once you add the backgrounds and you add the footsteps, the whole thing comes to life. It's what we expect when we're watching television and movies. And so, uh, again, our sounds understand those relationships and can basically instantly bring these visuals to life, whether you're doing television, movies, you know, documentaries or, you know, YouTube videos. Right. And is that pretty normal to add that soundtrack? Like, because it's the camera and the microphone are going to pick it up. Like, oh, footsteps. Completely. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not that familiar with, I, I mean, podcasting, yes, but movies, no. So I'm like, is that really like additional sound when there's like birds chirping or people in the background yeah. at the park? Yeah, it, it's funny because what, so with movies, and it's true that like a lot of our clients are YouTubers or, you know, aspiring young filmmakers that are making these great things on YouTube. Uh, but with a feature film, you're required to turn in the entire movie so that you can turn off the dialogue so that they can overdub it in Spanish and French and Italian and, you know, Mandarin, whatever. So every single action that you see on screen needs to make a sound. Otherwise, it's really weird, to, you know, to watch and to hear these new voices. Uh, right. So it's actually a, a not only um, immersive, but it's a requirement. 
and typical applications you said you know you mentioned youtube you also use this in films or tv shows or it can be used anywhere like with typical applications yeah it can be used on anything from tiktok videos to you know youtube shorts to advertising a lot of advertising animation every single piece of sound needs to be created animation we have spotify as a client podcasters uh uh you know uh, radio shows um yeah all the way up to feature films Wow. Okay. And yeah, is, are those your typical clients like uh, movie studios or YouTubers or influencers or a little bit of both or all? It, 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 it's all, I mean, definitely uh, most of our clients, like a, a little more than 50% are professional, you know, professional sound designers. And one of the really fun things about having this job is, you know, you'll get added in a tweet. So like a few months ago, I got added in a tweet from the editor of Stranger Things, who was saying, we're using Audio Design Desk, like I love Audio Design Desk, I wish it had tighter integration with uh, what his editing platform. The reason we don't have tighter integration with that platform is they're a lockbox, right? They're like a closed system. But so I was able to reach out to this guy and say, hey, we'd love to do that. He reached out to the company. Now we're you know able to incorporate our product into theirs. Um, but so yes, it goes all the way from sort of, Stranger Things uh, down to, you know, my 13-year-old making things in CapCut that she's, you know, putting up on Snapchat. Wow, very cool. And just going back to what, you know, how you used to do this versus uh, with the new tech, uh, for someone who is not familiar with the, with the movie or TV show industry, what was the process like before and what is it like now and and you know you mentioned of course time, a lot of time savings but maybe walk me through that and our audiences as well absolutely so the way that it works in other systems is every single sound has to be manually placed and so if you're in the example of that person walking through the park you would bring in a big what's called a stem a, an audio file with a bunch of footsteps on it let's say that there's 20 footsteps on it then you would manually chop it up so that you can move around each of those individual footsteps. So then you're moving each footstep to the right spot. You're moving to the next one, moving it to the right spot. Next one, moving to the right spot. It is slow. You kind of get into a flow of it because what else are you going to do? We've all done repetitive tasks, right? Where you have to kind of keep doing it. But it is a giant time suck. And there's also no mechanism to replace those sounds with alternates because they don't know, you manually move them. They don't know even that there is a video, right? Like in most of these systems. In our system, the sounds understand where that foot is coming down, where they want to be placed. And they all understand that they are footsteps. And in this case, let's say it's, you know, sneakers on grass because we're in the park. And so while you're watching the video, you can perform them. You can just watch the video and go, okay, now I'm doing my footsteps. And then all of them are in. And then if you don't like those sneakers on grass, our timeline understands what's in it. So you have what's called a content aware timeline. Again, in what, what program do you use? Are you using Pro Tools to, for your podcasts? What are you using? All very good questions. Uh, uh, the answers I know not because this is someone who does this. Our team does this for me and our marketing what a great agency. Team. A great team to, to <laughs> shelter the talent from the from the tech. Exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm the talent. I'm kind of a big deal and I don't really meddle in these little things. Okay. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, so 
it, it is amazing to me. Pro Tools is probably the biggest, most known audio tool that that system has no idea what's in it. So if I'm a bass player and I'm playing over some drums and there's a guitar and there's vocals, the system doesn't know that's a bass, that's a guitar, that's a... So how can it help me do anything? How can it help me stretch time or mix it or do all of the things that we need to do with audio? Our timeline knows what's in the time. That's a footstep, that's an ambience, that's a music cue, that's a guitar, that's a bass, et cetera. And so we can take those things, in this case, those footsteps on, the sneaker footsteps on grass, and we're like, oh, look, this person's not wearing shoes. We want it to be barefoot on grass. And you can click a button and they'll all be in sync. It'll be those new sounds. And so the process of creating, the one way that we describe it is when you're in a creative flow, you want to get that first draft out so that you can, you write, you're like in it. You just want to do it so that you can then mess with it and perfect it. And so getting the first draft, like building the skeleton happens in real time as you're watching it. You can just watch the thing and do it live in real time. And then, so that's advanced, you know, instead of taking hours, it'll take a few minutes. And then refining it to perfect it also is much easier because the sounds understand the relationships with one another. And is that just an AI? Uh, tool that's that, that is making it so much easier to for the system to understand it is an ai tool although i feel like the way that we use the term ai and i'm very glad that we're in this new era of ai where we're talking about uh, a a next level uh, you know six months ago even ai was a buzzword and it was often sort of not correctly used I would say that this particular thing, understanding the relationship with the visual and the, it's sort of quasi AI, like there are understanding, it's certainly an assistive AI, like spell check is a certain kind of AI, right? As I'm, because I spell everything wrong. Thank God for spell check. Um, but, uh, but it, so it is sort of an AI, but there's more advanced AI tools that we're about to launch. Oh, and maybe that's actually a good question as we go to the next point is what are some of the features, tools, or projects that you're working on? We are very busy. So so next month, um, the two biggest trays shows in music and in film um, are happening and they're overlapping for the first time ever. NAM, the National Association of Musicians Merchants, is happening on April 13th. About 90,000 people come to that. It's in Anaheim. It's the biggest music trade show of the year. And it's overlapping with NAB, which is like 200,000 people, and it's in Vegas. So these are two very big trade shows. So we've been really working to get all of these tools together so that we can launch Audio Design Desk 2.0 at at these events. So I'm actually telling you about it in public first. Um, We're building out a lot of tools. Uh, one thing, for example, that you can do is you can upload a script into our platform. And, you know, because editors are often working off of scripts before they even get any footage. They're trying to organize themselves to think about what they're going to do. And the script will tell you, these are the sounds that you need. And here's a, here here they are. And so you don't even have to manually do that part anymore. You can give it a script and it'll give you 50 music cues and, you know, 100 backgrounds and you know, whatever else, Foley and Footsteps and, you know, all the rest. Uh, So that's one AI tool. Another AI tool, this is an amazing technology. If you don't see it, it's a little bit hard as a concept to understand what a big deal this is. But one of the generative AI tools that's been around for about two years is this idea of what's called stem separation. So I have a recording of the Beatles and I want to just hear John Lennon and the tambourine. 
but I only have the stereo recording. There's no way you could do that with EQ or compression or any of the tools that we know. But these tools are able to look at music differently. And the way that kind of, I don't know how sophisticated you are as a music listener, but like, you know, you can focus on the bass or focus on the drums or focus on, so it understands how to do that. And it actually can remove all of the other sounds. So you're just hearing John Lennon and that tambourine. This is magic, especially as a video editor, where when you're editing, often you're like editing to something with lyrics, but there's dialogue. And so the singing is messing with you listening to the dialogue. Well, now you can remove the singing, you know, or you're going out and you're recording something, you're kind of running and gunning, or even if you're on a professional shoot, you've got, there's planes flying by and there's children in the background and there's cars and all that stuff. Now you can remove all of that and just hear the dialogue. So this is also kind of a magical uh, AI tool. And then, of course, other things like, hey, you want to learn this program? You don't have to read a manual anymore. Just ask, right? Just ask our bot and our bot will describe whatever your problem is. The bot will tell you uh, how to overcome that problem. So there's a lot of AI uh, in, in this new release that's coming. And I feel like I'm only touching the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot. Wow, that's very exciting. Well, we'll have you back maybe in in six months or so, and you can tell us all about the changes that have been going on with the platform and and all the cool, exciting stuff. Um, and then um, our last question, well, before we wrap up, um, is I think I mentioned before is a bit of a wild car- card question. What is your prediction for the industry? And that could be very open. It could be self-driving cars, terraforming Mars robots or it could be specifically for your industry if you want to talk about that um but yeah it's it's a kind of a wild card question i like it um i think so where my head goes breaking it down yeah i I do think that this will be known as the year of ai 2023 things are advancing even faster than people predicted when we knew we were in the singularity at the end of november as chat gpt was coming out um, most of the people that I know haven't tried these tools. They know about them because it's such news and every report is about them. But my wife hasn't tried ChatGPT. Have you tried ChatGPT? Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. Well, right. in our industry for digital marketing, we use that quite a bit. I mean, we don't, sorry, we haven't used it quite a bit yet, but we have been testing it out quite a bit. That's how yeah, I would say it. It is an amazing tool. Uh, but And so everybody knows about it. And yet a lot of people ha- are kind of, what is the big deal about this? To In the example of this script application that we're launching, to be able to speak to my characters as I'm writing a screenplay and say, talk to me as the lead character in the screenplay. And I can have an actual conversation with them. I can talk to the script and say, what are the problems in this story? And we can workshop those problems. To, the, to have these digital partners, uh, especially as artists who where often we feel isolated and we're working by ourselves and we're so focused, to have these assistants that are there to elevate your ability to create, I think is going to be a complete game changer in every platform of creativity. And what I think that does to the psyche, it's been proven that what creativity does to your psyche is it reduces stress, right? It elevates your endorphins. Like it is a positive experience. And yet a lot of people think I can't be creative. I don't have time. I'm no good at it. It'll take me too long to learn that thing. Well, not anymore. Now you've got an assistant or a partner that will help you with these things. And so my prediction is that, you know, at the end of this year, 
most people in the world will have interacted with these new AI tools. It's going to grow faster than anything. I do not know yet if uh, full self-driving will actually be available by the end of the year, but I do predict by the end of the year, uh, one of one of Elon Musk's vehicles, maybe it's something new, maybe it's the you know Model Y, will drive all the way across country without human interaction. Um, so that's a very interesting point. To piggyback off of that, you mentioned ChatGPT. How do you think this Chat ChatGPT or something similar will change your industry? I can you know talk about how it'll cha- it's been changing the digital marketing industry, but how do you think in terms of like you know, the future of work even um, as kind of a big, broad topic, but just, or in general, what, what are your thoughts? I think massive, massive changes, hopefully mostly for the positive. Um, like I said, being able to have ChatGPT uh, through through our interactions, upload the script and give you advice on what sounds to use and then go into a sound library and get those sounds for you. I mean, that's like, that's magic. That's, that's, three days of work that happen can happen in, you know, five minutes. Um, uh, yeah. So I think that it, how's it changing our industry? I think it is changing in, in a variety of ways, you know, uh, uh, um, that we've sort of touched on. Cool. Yeah. I, I love that. I feel like our digital marketing industry is going to be, is changing already. Um, and I always wonder what that the future of work is going to look like, considering uh, that, you know, of course, strategists will, will still have a place and, and client facing people will still have a place. But what's going to happen to the copywriters and the designers and the video creators who. Uh, totally. And it will be a thing like like lately I've been meeting with my parents who are getting older every Wednesday and I've been doing these Zooms knowing that some AI tool is going to cut this into the relevant parts, right? Like that we're, we're moments away from AI to be, and it can already, but from it being good at editing your videos for you, we're moments away from all of these assistive things. And I think a lot's hard to predict. Like one thing that's really fun for me as somebody that comes from being a creative of still creative, but in building tools for creators is that there's this discovery process happening right now. And now that we have access to all of these tools, not just ChatGPT, but the other uh, sound tools that I was talking about earlier, or there's, you know, ChatGPT4, which was just announced, can, you can upload images and it understands the images. It's just a matter of time before it will understand the entire video, right? So what, what will that do for people who are blind and watching videos or want to or wanna feel like they're looking at images on their iPhone? They get texted to be able to describe what that image is like. That'll be a big deal. The point I'm trying to make is we're in this moment in the Wild West, in this moment of discovery where a lot of things that we've built, some things I can't talk about, we didn't intend to find. We were trying to build one thing. And then as we were building it, we discovered, oh, my God, it'll do this with just a little bit of effort. It'll do this, too. It can fix that problem for this person. And so I think it's an unbelievably exciting time. And hopefully it continues to be exciting for quite a while. Very exciting. Or it could be like the robots are taking over and it's going to be like the matrix. I'm just kidding. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I do want to say one thing. So, so obviously that's the first, when you saw the New York times guy, right. He was like she, the, the, uh, the chat bot was saying, I love you leave yeah. your wife and all this stuff. But the, the way that these large language models work, it, 
famous last words, right? This is one of those things that you show at the beginning of the movie after the robots have taken over. The, the way that these large language models work, it's they are not sentient. They are predictive. Like what they're doing is they've read so much stuff and they understand so much context that all they're doing is guessing the next word. So there isn't like a, there's no neural network. There's no brain that is understanding like anything along the lines of emotions or like, um, you know, uh, 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 motivations. There's nothing like that. It's purely predicting, even though it seems like you're talking to something real, it's just a predictive model. So I, I don't think that we, I think a lot of bad things can happen with this technology, being able to hack into the government computer, you know, if you could have your own chat GPT, it's very smart. It can create, you know, encryption, decryption, find passwords, all that kind of danger exists. But in terms of it taking over the world, I think we're a ways away from that. Famous last words. <laughs> I guess we'll refer back to this right. podcast in a few yes, years. Totally. Uh, no, I totally get it. Like, it's basically like, it, it's, chat gpt or whatever is saying what you what it thinks you want to hear right at this point right it's more like predictive because it read all of this data and it's like i, I think that gabe wants to hear this <laughs> i so, love you right well, right um, exactly which would be the kind of thing that it read as a response to and then right. it stays because it's iterative because it understands the context of what's before it it's staying in that mindset Versus if you ask it to act like a scientist, it'll just be pulling from that sliver of its right. 60 billion pieces of data to speak to you as a scientist or... or yeah, it wouldn't say I love you at that point, probably. But yes. yeah, uh, for sure now, but then we'll, we're going to have to see how this unravels over the next few years and yeah. um, maybe maybe less predictive and more world changing there's uh, no question that in the next you know in in 2024's presidential race there will be a deep fake or multiple deep fake things now that we can clone anyone's voice clone anyone's face put it on anything we want uh we can predict that that'll happen as well well on that note i'm i'm very excited to see how this next election is going to be um but thank you so much for being here um, we've never actually had anybody in the from the music space in the music tech space before or the, the movie tech space before. So it's been uh, great to learn for me all about the music, not all, but a little bit of the music and the movie industry as it relates to technology. So thank you so much for being here. Last question is how can our audiences get in touch with you? Uh, well, our, our domain is add.app, so add.app, and um, we're available. We're there 24 hours a day. You can just reach out, and we'll get right back to you. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it.